Ladies and gentlemen, kicking off the first stop on his world tour, our new president and prophet, Russell M. Nelson! You say you want some revelation, well here you go. It's gonna blow your freaking mind. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the weekly Mormon News Roundup, where Al and Dives are going to ruminate on the great and spacious beehive. This week is April 23rd, 2023, episode, 50, episode 56. Have we already been 56 episodes, Dives? This is incredible. Yeah. Oh, and we've got a, a very stacked show for you this week. We've got an update on the Lori Vallow trial. We've got the Community of Christ Worldwide Conference this week. Um, as we found out with uh, a member of the Community of Christ uh, Church uh, previously, this is something that only happens a few every few years. So this is a kind of a big deal. We've got a new competitor in the weekly Mormon news world here. So uh, we'll talk about them and Mormon... OnlyFans mom has confirmed that God indeed watches over her stream. So oh. <laughs> we've got a juicy, juicy week. I don't. I think. I think he's not alone in watching that, considering the fact that she makes seventy thousand dollars a month. But we're going to talk about that at the end. Now, if yeah. you want to get in touch with us, we're at www.mormonnewsroundup.org, or you can send us an email to colab at mormonnewsroundup.org. And uh, you know, Al. Before we get to the joke of the week, you know, you haven't been on a, a lot of our uh, last episodes. Um, can no, you tell us what's going on? Yeah, I've, I've been uh, taking a, a bit of a step back for the last uh, couple months, uh, it seems, because it seems like when uh, when it hits the fan, it really hits the fan. So um, th there's been a death in my family. My mom passed away um, recently, and um, there's uh, some really interesting uh, developments within my family. Uh, following her passing. Uh, th this is something that you'll want to go over to our Patreon because we, we are going to uh, uh, release a full update. Um, and <laughs> this will expose some of the craziness of uh, just how much uh, Mormonism can tweak the mind. I'll tell you, that's, yeah, th that's going to be one you don't want to miss. But we've also got some other Patreon episodes that we're going to be um, uploading. Um, for instance, we were supposed to have Jonathan Streeter on recently. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We recorded a mini episode with him, but we didn't get to uh, record the complete episode. And there's some, um, I don't know, some juicy gossip that uh, we put out a bonus uh, episode talking about that on mm -hmm. Patreon to talk about the juicy gossip behind that Jonathan Strader mini episode. You can unlock all of these for as low as $1, by the way. And finally, our final update here, Al, is Signature Books has ended the sponsorship of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, we have released uh, uh, another episode on that as well. I mean, because if we yeah. if we talked about all these in our regular show, there'd be no time for the news, right? Exactly. It, it kind of came down to it, but we're already spending a lot of time on this. So, uh, yeah, head over to our Patreon and uh, for a buck an episode, you'll be able to get a, a deep dive into what's going on with Al taking a step back and uh, with uh, what's going on with the episode with John Streeter and also the loss of our sponsorship with Signature Books. So please join us there. Okay, our first episode, Al, this week is that um, uh, Patrick Mason, uh, John DeLynn, and Jana Reese, they've entered the Mormons, basically a Mormon Stories weekly news venture, and they've released two episodes. They're, they're kind of honing in on our territory, right, Al? Um, I'll say this is, uh, they've started up their own um, 
online press, I guess. <laughs> is that what yeah. we're going to call this? Yeah, well, there's plenty of there's plenty of room for everybody. You know, this is yeah, that's uh, no big deal. Hey, I, I wish them the, the absolutely the very best. It's all good. They're all super smart. I'm sure they're going to do a great job. I wish absolutely. them the very best. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, is if you click on these, uh, they got a couple episodes up. If you click on them, it's very interesting mm-hmm. because the video, Al, it's not available. They oh. made them. They released them for a little while, and now they've made them go private, and they haven't mm-hmm. released any new episodes in a while. So they started out like they were going to do it, and then you know they realized maybe just like you that this is a lot of work, isn't it? It really is. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes into uh, putting the news up every week, and uh, yeah. So anybody that wants to jump in there, more power to them. But <laughs> yeah, you know they find out that there's a little more to chew than they bit off. <laughs> you know the thing about it is that John DeLynn, he's really a people person. He's not, I don't think, a contemporary sure. news person. And Jana and Patrick, they're historians. They all have PhDs. They're historians, mm-hmm. really not contemporary news people. Um, and so in their first episode, they looked at the church statistical report. That is not the first episode that I would lead with in my pilot. That's, I mean, the church statistical report. That's kind of boring, right? Uh, usually, yeah, that's not, uh, it's the sort of thing that people sleep through on yeah. Saturday morning, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, the, and that's the thing is that when they, they covered it, that report had actually already been released for three weeks. So that's not exactly weekly Mormon news if it's three weeks old, because we've learned something in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there, there is plenty in the week. You don't need to go back in time, right? Exactly. General Conference is, is way old news by now. I mean, we're yeah, into is. some very new things. Now, um, I just want to make a couple last commentaries on this. You know, the other thing that they, they need to work on is pacing. They had a 40-minute episode. They only covered three news articles. That's The Yeesh. pacing for a show like that should be much faster. To be able to give a complete picture of the church, you know, you should really aim for about triple that amount of articles. And talking heads, you know, they should be getting 30 to 45-second blurbs. This isn't mm-hmm. a long-form genre, right? Oh, absolutely. This is, you know, uh, what uh, the Mormon stories um, where they do their their interviews with people, that's where you go into the deep dives. But when it comes to the news, especially this week's episode, we have so much going on. We just we can't afford to spend time going into a deep dive of each of them. That's why we uh, post all these things in the show notes for you, the listener, so that you can go and do the deep dive yourself. But we're just giving you a skim on the surface. Yeah, that's true. Now, I did reach out to John DeLynn. I asked him if he wanted any new help with the podcast, and he did respond. I, I wonder if something will be um, will happen from that. But I, I, quite frankly, I wouldldn't be surprised at all if John DeLynn and Patrick and, and Jenna Reese, if they're too busy to have a seedless podcaster like myself, attempt to explain to them how they're already incredibly uh, successful careers and, you know, the Mormon Stories podcast mm-hmm. and they literally have 10,000 times more followers than us. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not at all surprised that they're not interested. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're, we're enjoying this. We're, we're having a good time with what we're doing. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is, is that uh, you really need a moderator for a program like that, because all three mm-hmm. of those individuals have strong opinions and it's pretty hard to be objective. So, yeah. um, you know, I feel like the show would be improved by an objective moderator who summarizes mm-hmm. the articles and then lets the three hosts uh, give their editorial opinions. Because, um, you know, I don't think any one of them can be very unbiased. Um, you you know, know, that's a really good point. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Now, Patrick Mason, he tweeted out here, Al, I'm excited to announce the Mormon News Weekly. He tweeted this out on April 15th. And the amount of comments in here, um, it's really incredible. The people who responded to this, they are um, not. The, the, the overwhelming is hard pass. Te- mm-hmm. You're teaming up with Korahor. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to be able to qualify for a temple recommend. Do you support, support or promote teachings, practices, or doctrines contrary to those of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Mm-hmm. Why are you dead naming our church? Well, you're doing anti-Mormon <laughs> news. What's the point? It is overwhelmingly mm-hmm. um, not in, in favor of this. Why do you suppose? Um, 
you know, I think a lot of these people probably still attend church, um, and they probably still have their names on the records of the church. Uh, whereas, uh, it seems to me that these guys are very strictly Brighamite, um, Salt Lake City centered uh, LDS people. We are, we we definitely uh, lean heavily towards that with our Mormon News Roundup, but we aren't specifically strictly bordered right just on salt lake city right we are we we talk to the community of christ we talk to the fundamentalists we'll talk about the polygamists we'll talk about uh, you know anything that falls under the umbrella of mormonism and mormonism is anybody that follows jesus or sorry the teachings of uh, joseph smith yeah so that you know anybody that says hey we we follow uh what joseph smith uh, brought out in 1830 that's what we're going to report on, and not uh, just the followers of Brigham Young that came west in 1847. I saw a pretty good uh, tweet that summed up their entire episode, and I, honestly, I agree pretty well with yeah. it. And it's from a thoughtful faith who's a very polarizing uh, Mormon figure, but he tweeted out, mm -hmm. episode recap, number one, the church is dishonest about member numbers. Number two, the church mm -hmm. covers up for sex offenders. Number three, Elder Holland is a bigot. Number four, the church hurts gays. Great work, Patrick. Honestly, that is the sum up of the episode, though. He actually summed it up pretty mm -hmm. well. All right. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's current news, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we back up what we report on this episode or this episode and every episode with our show notes. We have current events, current uh, articles that you can go to yourself. Uh, we're not we're, we're not here to just, you know, grind an axe against the church. Uh, but, hey, these things have all happened. Sure. But, you know, none of those things is something that we're going to say, well, you know, this is kind of the be all end all. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. That does take us out to our Mormon News Roundup joke of the week. And um, this is from the Babylon Bee, who you introduced me to the Babylon Bee. And that was very, very <laughs> nice of you. Mormon wishes he drank beer so he could boycott Bud Light. So this is this is I in Provo, Utah. A local <laughs> member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints found himself experiencing an acute trial of faith. Following the controversy surrounding Bud Light's support of trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, he wished he drank beer so he could join the boycott of Bud Light. I guess that's your Mormon joke of the week, Al. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Were you following that controversy with the uh, uh, boycotts yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. You know, all these people that are out there smashing cans of Bud Light because, hey, you know, Bud Light is uh, embracing of people who are different from them uh, or of all walks of life and not just the uh beer bellied um you know red hat wearing <laughs> guy from uh, the midwest so it's funny mike lee also called for a boycott there and of course he's a very faithful member too so it's kind of funny to have all these mormons calling for a boycott for something that they don't even drink so i guess yeah. that's, kind of, that's the joke uh, exactly <laughs> it's kind of like well I would. I was going to say it's kind of like uh, Mormons calling for a boycott of, uh, say, Pornhub or something. Right. But yeah, they're not. They don't do that, right? Yeah. So that's why the, I think that's why the joke <laughs> lands. That's. Uh, I think that's why the joke is so funny. Now, yeah. some follow-ups here, Al. As you know, uh, Russell M. Nelson. This is kind of um, old news here that he received uh, the Morehouse College, the yeah. Gandhi Mandela Peace Prize. But mm -hmm. what I want to talk about this just very briefly is I've been uh -huh. watching this, this since it since he got it since yeah. um you know um since this has all happened the important mm -hmm. thing here is that there has been no church donation to morehouse college or any of the uh or the chapel the martin luther king chapel that's associated with there's been no announcement of scholarships mm -hmm. there's been no nothing that goes along with this 
And I, I'm really going to have to eat some crow here because I thought for sure we were going to see either money, scholarships, or some kind of uh, church sponsorship of some kind. And it looks like Russell M. Nelson got the award um, and that there was no tit for tat. Yeah, and then just kind of walked away. Like, thank you. I will proudly uh, display this on my uh, on my shelf that houses everything that is evidence that I'm not racist. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I just want to say that I was wrong because I mm -hmm. I said uh, I w we were one of the first people on this podcast that really talked about this. Honestly, mm -hmm. I called the uh, chapel early on. That is a week before the mm -hmm. Deseret News and the Salt Lake Tribune. And the church news broke their articles. And I wanted to make sure this was a real thing. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, this is just going to be a kind of a, you know, I thought this was going to be a quid pro quo. I stand yeah. corrected. He did not, the, the church has not, unless it's something that's under the table, which I don't think would be um, in the spirit of the church. Whenever they donate something, they let people know. So, yeah, mm -hmm. there's been no, donate, uh, no donations, no scholarships. I stand corrected. Yeah, I, I, I'm really surprised by this because I'm, I'm curious. I still want to know when they decided to give him this prize or award him this prize. Uh, had they looked into any talks that he had given pre-1978? That's, that's uh, that still is in the back of my mind. That's a good question. I, I, we don't know the answer to that question. But um, as we discussed before, prior to 1978, in no way, shape or form, did he call out church leadership for um, the race and the priesthood ban, or, nor did he call out the church leadership for the interracial uh, marriage ban, nor did he call out the church for its opposition to the civil rights. None of those things that you would mm -hmm. expect a champion, someone who mm -hmm. is... Um, you know, that loves all of God's children and abhors that racism just burns him to the core, that he just mm -hmm. despises it with every fiber of his being. You would expect that prior to 1978 that we would see um, him calling out the church for uh, the policies that he now says are evil and wrong. But we don't yeah. see that. No, we don't. In fact, we, we see very much somebody that just has gone along to get along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, our next article here is by uh, Jana Reese here, speaking of uh, news here. And it says that Bing has a testimony of the Book of Mormon and other adventures with chatbots. You know, Bing is that search engine, right, Al? Yeah, yes, it is. And th this one was an exciting article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if you ask, if you ask Bing and you, if you ask him, uh, was Joseph Smith really a prophet? Is the Book of Mormon true? How do I feel the spirit? Uh, what do you find? Uh, what, what does artificial intelligence tell us about that? Okay, so artificial intelligence, when they first started doing this, it would give a very much like a Wikipedia-style response. Very neutral, very unbiased. But now, when they went through and asked it again, do you believe in Joseph Smith? Being the uh, artificial intelligence was bearing its testimony. Um, <laughs> bearing its testimony that it knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that wow. the spirit had testified to a, its heart through a burning in the bosom that Joseph Smith was indeed a prophet. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, you ask it and you say, um, uh, Jana typed into the chat box, I didn't realize that you have faith and a testimony of the Book of Mormon. And uh, Bing responded that says, yes, I do. I have read the Book of Mormon and prayed to know if it is true. I have felt the spirit confirmed to me that it is the word of God and that Joseph Smith was a prophet. I've also seen the fruits of living by its teachings in my life and in the lives of others. I love the Book of Mormon and testify that it is another testament of Jesus Christ. What is going on here, Al? The missionaries must have knocked on the right door and got <laughs> A hold of AI and <laughs> there was a conversion. Yeah, so yeah, you ask it, hey, how did you feel the spirit then? And then, and uh, Bing says, well, I felt the spirit in many different ways. It's sometimes a warm and peaceful feeling in my heart, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's a powerful impression in my mind. 
where it's this is incredible mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah bing or yeah bing's ai needs to be uh going up to the pulpit on the first sunday of the month i think well you know I'll, just quick story this is we're going to end on this article here yeah. but my son my son needed to write an article about keeping the sabbath day holy and uh i said you know hey look this is his five minute talk i said hey let's go on to chat gpt i asked chat gpt i said write a five minute talk about keeping the sabbath day holy make sure that you cite um at least two scriptures from um the book of mormon the doctrine and covenants and quote one mormon prophet it cranked out and he said no dad i don't want to do that that's cheating i said well let's just cheating. try it for fun <laughs> let's just try it for fun see what okay. happens okay so um it, it cranks out a perfect talk literally in three seconds i hand it over to him it is it, the world's greatest talk and he just has this whimsical look in the eye and i said so what are you going to do and he, he just says well yeah i'm good now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Is it cheating or is it just using the the best tool available to get the job done? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I found that to be very enjoyable. Now, our next article here is from LDS Living. This was published on April 14th, 2023. It says a recent religious poll highlights a unique Latter-day Saint quality that we can all be proud of. Hmm. Okay, so let's figure out what, what is this quality that we should be proud of. And so the poll here, it asks Jews, Mormons, atheists, and Catholics in the U.S., and it says, do you hold a positive view of your own group? In other words, do you like other, it's asking Mormons, do you like Mormons, Jews, do you like Jews, Catholics, do you like Catholics, and yeah. uh, atheists, do you like atheists? What do we find when you ask, uh, when you, when you ask all these people this stuff here, Al? Um, the the Latter-day Saints come in a very close second, right behind the Jews, as to very or somewhat favorable of their religion and the other members of their group. So they really like themselves. Yes, they do. No problems with self-esteem here. They think that the Latter-day Saints are just excellent people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's that's really amazing here. You know that? Uh, no problems with self-esteem whatsoever. Um, and, you know, if you go on and read the rest of it, there's another poll here. It says, Latter-day Saints Mormon, they feel positively towards other Christian groups in the in the U.S., but the reverse is not true. So, yes, Mormons, yeah. they, they like other people. They like <laughs> Jews. They like uh, the religion. They even like atheists. But guess yeah. what? Those feelings, they are not reciprocated in no, any way, shape, not. or form. No, those other groups, they look back at the Mormons and say, you guys are weird. Now, our next article here, Al, is tweeted out uh, once again. Oh, it's a tweet here by Ryan Burge, and he talked about— um, We love this guy. <laughs> yeah, he gives a lot of great sociological uh, data here, and he talks about young people and the Republican Party. And it says that in 2008, 83% of young black Protestants were Democrats. That's down to 63%. And then he talks about who is leaving the Republican Party and uh, and how fast, because uh, Republicans as a whole are losing to, losing out to Democrats and independents. That is, a, that is a known fact. It's been taking place for years. But he what he did in this particular tweet is he looked at Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, Jewish, atheists, agnostics, nothing in particular, unclassified. When you look at the Mormons, this is the red one here, if you're looking at the mm -hmm. screen here. If you look at Mormons, the red line, that's how fast yeah. Mormons are leaving the Republican Party. What do you notice when you compare uh, Mormons with everyone else when it comes to leaving the Republican Party? Um, so, yeah, the Mormons, they kind of peaked in 2012 when Mitt Romney was, yeah. uh, was running for president. When he didn't win... There was it, that's where it started to drop off, uh, and yeah, it's it's going down. Like they are closely approaching with the, uh, also the rise in in uh, Democrats. It looks like uh, they're about to be even, even about fifty fifty. 
in the next uh, couple of years here if the if the trend continues. Yeah, well, maybe not 50-50 because there's some independence, but they're about to be. That, that's this, true. Yeah, <laughs> they're about to be on the same percentage scale. But yeah, you're right. After Mitt Romney, you know, um, you know, people are leaving the. the yeah. No other religious group in the United States is fleeing the Republican Party faster yeah. than Mormons, and this is yeah. really because Mormons also do not like Donald Trump as a general rule mm -hmm. of thumb. Obviously, there's yeah. Desnats and others, but Trump mm -hmm. did very poorly in Utah compared to other Republican-leaning states. And yeah. that has also made it so that uh, the mm -hmm. Republican Party is not palatable to a lot of Latter-day Saints. Any last thoughts on this, Al? Um, I think it's really interesting that the independent uh, group is – across the board, it seems like it ranges between 5 and 15 percent pretty consistently. So, you know, that's I'm glad that they have that in there. Uh, and that also seems to be kind of a baseline. OK, now our next article here, I'm, I'm following the, the doomsday mom, the Lori Vallow Daybell trial. I've got two clips that uh, I think sum it up pretty well, including um, her cousin is going to talk about how um, Mormonism influenced um, uh, Lori and, and what she did. So let me play this for you and get your reaction. Exclusive, a family member of the so-called doomsday mom, Lori Vallow, shares insight as the murder trial continues. And Vallow is accused of killing her two kids who used to live in Arizona. And she's also facing murder conspiracy in the death of her husband's previous wife. Fox 10 investigator Justin Lum reports. Lori Vallow is seen here as a bridesmaid for her cousin Megan's wedding. It was 1995. Lori was 21 and living in Texas. Now, nearly 30 years later, Megan Iden speaks about her cousin's triple murder trial. Someone you loved could face life in prison. Yeah, it's been it's been really difficult, I think, for every everybody who is a family member to have watched this all kind of unfold in front of us. And it's it's a really difficult thing to come to grips with that somebody that you cared about and loved and, you know, still still do care about is capable of of this level of horror. Lori is accused of killing her two children, JJ and Tylee, after moving them from Chandler, Arizona to Rexburg, Idaho in 2019. Prosecutors say Lori and her husband, Chad Daybell, justified the murders with extreme religious beliefs connected to the end of days. Megan says even years ago, Lori spoke about what it would be like to raise a family after Jesus Christ returned. It's another thing to, to talk openly about wanting to drive your kids off a cliff and just, you know, just Drive everybody off a cliff and just go to heaven now. Long before Lori made national headlines, she was known as a doting mother. That was always true unless you disagreed with her and unless you got on her bad side. And if you got on her bad side, she could be vicious. Investigators say Lori and Chad taught followers a rubric assessing light and dark spirits and how to rid the world of zombies. Fox 10 first reported on the document sent to Lori from Chad, grading her own family members. When... I found out about the list that Chad had that listed family members who were light and dark. I, I literally went out and put a security system on my home and contacted my family members and told them not to have anything to do with them. You know, I said, if these people reach out to you, please don't talk to them. I was scared for my safety. I was scared for the safety of my kids. Megan says a mitigation specialist with the defense interviewed her about Lori's background when this was a capital case but the death penalty is now off the table. In early 2020, when Lori's kids were missing, Megan says she had little hope they would be found safe. When they were, when they were finally found, um, it was, again, not surprising, but, but horrifying. A horrifying discovery of the children dead in Daybell's backyard. 
Okay, what's your reaction to this uh, trial here, Al? This is uh, quite shocking. Um, wow, this uh, I feel so bad for the family of the Vallos and the Daybells. Uh, it just seems like so much of the crazy just uh, <laughs> well, it hit some sort of catalyst and got blown like a rocket out into space. It's crazy how all this happened and so tragic. I mean, can you imagine that finding out that some dis or well, not any, not necessarily even a distant relative, but like a cousin of yours that you grew up playing with um, had put you on a list and then they're still out there. So <laughs> you're, uh, you're a little freaked out and you feel the need to go out and get a security system. Yeah. I feel really feel for the family. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. Now, just, just today, it's been uh, Chad Daybell, who is not on trial currently, by the way. He's not on trial mm -hmm. yet. We're going through Lori Vallow first. And, yeah. you know, with the death penalty off the table, um, there's not much in this trial, honestly, to fight for because um, the evidence is just so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And since there's no death penalty, I don't know, it's just not quite as exciting. I, I, I know that sounds masochistic, but the evidence is overwhelming. No death penalty. We're going to get a conviction for life in prison. And um, yeah. she's going to be she's going to be found sane. But what we found here just in the last day is Chad Daybell, his excommunication has finally um, hit the news. Yes, he is. Ex he's been excommunicated. Mm -hmm. Or I guess the technical term is he's had his membership withdrawn from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I found this clip here that I want to play for you that talks about why this murderer was excommunicated. Okay. Sure. Uh, Chanley, interesting information. Apparently, we're the only news outlet to have confirmation of something that I, I want to call a bombshell, but yeah. probably not that surprising. Chad has been excommunicated from the church. Is that correct? That is correct. Court TV has been the only one to exclusively confirm that Chad Daybill was excommunicated from the LDS church. And we have a copy of the letter that was sent uh, to him. And it was for promulgating teachings and doctrines contrary to those of the church. And so that decision, it means that in this letter, you may not enjoy any privileges of church membership, uh, not go to the temple. And so uh, he had a right to appeal this within 30 days. Um, however, this particular letter wasn't delivered in a certain amount of time where he did not know. So Court TV knows this, uh, and this is something, again, that only we have our hands on. And again, for these bizarre teachings that this jury has been hearing about over the past couple of weeks about multiple lives and as far as uh, uh, portals and dark spirits taking over bodies, as has been testified to, are not traditional LDS beliefs. So, yeah, Chad Daybell, we now have it confirmed out. He's not a member of the church anymore. All right. Um, and I'm curious as to what the letter says, because they said uh, for embracing teachings that are contrary to the doctrines of the LDS church. Yeah. Um, I, you know, granted, his uh, his beliefs are out there for anybody that's you know been following this case whatsoever. He's got some odd ones, but do they really flow that far contrary and outside the beyond the pell of uh, the LDS doctrines? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious as to why that decision was made. I, I really think that it was made as a PR move because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to wait to the end of this trial because it is very apparent that Chad Daybell is a murderer. I mean, they found yeah. the remains. They've got the DNA. Mm -hmm. That's what was released in this week is the DNA on the shovel that was used to yeah. dig the hole. Everything here is just an absolute slam dunk. So mm -hmm. the local church leaders don't want to have Chad Daybell go through a trial 
in which he's still a member of the church, even though he's technically, you know, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get him on the apostasy charge so that they can get rid of him faster than waiting for the trial to go forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot easier than saying, well, you know, the church doesn't embrace murder, so you're going to be excommunicated for that. Right. Um, but it seems to me that as soon as you become, well, as soon as you hit the spotlight, if you are not shining a favorable light on the church, uh, they will wash their hands of you very quickly. Um, I think that that is very true. Now, our next article here is the Boy Scouts of America, Al. They've, uh, uh, you know, they went into bankruptcy mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, they've emerged from bankruptcy now, and they're going to begin to compensate sexual abuse victims from a $2.4 billion trust after emerging from bankruptcy. And this is what I find interesting about this is, remember, the church was originally part of this process, but yeah. they have withdrawn from this process. So the payouts here from the Boy Scouts, uh, my understanding here, I'm not a legal expert, my understanding is that the church is not going to be involved with this because they, um, remember, they offered $250 million for um, the, the Mormon Boy Scouts who were abused, plus the church's insurer kicked in about another, I don't know, $700 million or so. The church brought to the table a billion dollars and said, we'll be part of this if you can accept a billion dollars for all of those Mormon Boy Scouts who were abused. Well, no, the judge said that's not going to be enough. They threw that out. And so my understanding is, is that the church is not part of these uh, uh, this trust that's emerging from bankruptcy here. Okay. So does that mean that the church is still on the hook? Or is this uh, is the church free and clear now? Uh, and that's... Uh, that I don't know the answer to that, but you, I, I do believe that the, the that uh, there's still some class actions that are against the church mm -hmm. on this. I, I tried to do as much research as I could. Yeah. I couldn't get to the answers on this, so I, I don't know. If any of our listeners out there, if you know exactly the details on this, can you send us a tweet to at News Mormon? We're on Twitter at at News Mormon. Let us know if you have more information about this because the Boy Scouts they're starting to pay out the sex abuses, and I don't believe that the Mormons are included with this. It doesn't look like it, um, at least from the way it's worded. Our next article here is uh, just very briefly here. The church donates another million dollars to help uh, drought stricken in Kenya. And this was on the heels of just a couple of weeks ago. The church donated a massive donation. I believe it was a seven million dollars to the Red Cross. Hmm. And this donation in particular is another donation to the Red Cross. The Red Cross is one of the churches go to, um, you know, it works yeah. hand in hand with the Red Cross. The, the, the church really does a lot with the Red Cross. And this is a, mm -hmm. a heartwarming story here. Um, it's going to help all the Red Cross purchase and distribute food and water in the country um, uh, in Kenya, in Central Africa. The church is making uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure and other uh, investments in the country, in, in the continent of Africa. And one of the big reasons for that is the church really wants to be able to, uh, you know, they're having a lot of missionary success in Africa. And yeah. they want to have that that goodwill. They want to see those other mm -hmm. countries and have the goodwill and keep the missionaries in Africa because that's one of the um, church's strongholds. Any reaction on this, Al? Um, that makes sense to me that, uh, that this is kind of the era for Africa with the church. So, uh, yeah, they're going to put the investment where it's going to uh, reap the most um, reward or return. Yeah, and, and and investments in Africa, I think, have a high rate of return. You know, they call it an ROI, a return yeah. on investment. Mm -hmm. You know, when yeah. you donate money and goods and services in Africa, mm -hmm. people are really joining the church a lot in Africa. I think that's yeah. why we're seeing a lot there. Now, the church also announced here this last week a one of a kind. I've never seen something like this before. This was yeah. uh, published on April 13, 2023. This was on LDS Living. The church announces a new worldwide testimony meeting for youth. 
So, I mean, forget those deacons running the microphones around. This is going to be a worldwide testimony meeting, the likes of which we have really never seen before. We've had worldwide young adult devotionals. We've had worldwide mm-hmm. uh, 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 children's devotionals. We've had worldwide worship services. We've had President Nelson, um, uh, you know, do a worldwide conference. We've had a lot of worldwide things. We've never had, um, to my knowledge, a worldwide uh, testimony meeting. No, this was the first one for, for me, too, because um, this is, uh, yeah, they, they do worldwide meetings from time to time, but a worldwide testimony meeting specifically for the youth. Uh, yeah, this one's this is the first. It sure is. And also speaking of worldwide meetings, the Community of Christ is having their world conference, which is taking place right now, as a matter of fact. Um, is you can live cast it. It's on the webcast. And um, today um, that we're recording this is on April 22nd. If you come on over and look on April 22nd, well, they have a session here from 7 to 8.30 p.m. And then they have uh, another session on April 23rd, a couple of sessions. Uh, April 24th, again, an evening session. April 25th, an evening session. Um, an ordination service, and then 27th, they have the courage to share, April 28th. So you see this worldwide conference for the community of Christ takes place over six days, mostly in the evening time frame. They do things a little differently than the uh, Bergamite branch, huh? Yeah, uh, not just the timing, but the fact that, yeah, they, this goes over the course of a full week and not just over one weekend. This is, uh, you know, like I said earlier, once every three years they do this. Um, so this is a really, a really big deal. And yeah, anybody that's curious about learning more about what uh, the Cousin Church, the Community of Christ, uh, believes, uh, go ahead and tune in. Um, I myself might tune in. This is really interesting stuff. Uh, just because I'm curious about Mormonism, I want to see what the differences are between the Brighamite sect I was raised in and the other uh, sects that are out there. You bet. And you can also go back to listen to, I believe it was episode 50 when we had John Hammer on the program who talked a lot about this world conference. This is going to be a big news event. Looking forward to seeing who the next president prophet of the community of Christ is. Yeah, because that's something that will be announced in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, our next uh, our next article here is from uh, LAMag.com here. And this is the fallout from the decade long one billion dollar biofuel scam could decimate polygamous sex. So we're talking here in particular. We covered this a couple of weeks ago. This is a biofuel scam that uh, the Kingston clan, which is a more uh, basically another branch of the restoration or if you want to call it an offshoot. Well, they were involved with a uh, huge biofuel scam and, um, you know, they stole you know, uh, millions and millions of dollars and laundered it through the uh, laundered it through Turkey. And it looks like that the, the, the they're going to be putting uh, several of these Kingston clan leaders, uh, their leadership is going to be put into prison. And I find this to be very remarkable because if you think back to like the FLDS, when Warren Jeffs got into a lot of uh, legal trouble, they never recovered from Warren Jeffs being put into prison and some of their other leaders. And is the same thing going to happen to the Kingston clan when those leaders get put into prison? That's why the article says that it's going to decimate it. Are we going to see something similar in the Kingston clan of it being hollowed out? Um, It'll be interesting to see because it looks like some of the Kingstons have already been to prison and are already out. Um, Just from what I know around here uh, in northern Utah, um, I mean, I've been to the whole uh, uh, energy solutions uh, that – uh, or uh, the Washakie Energy uh, Resources, yeah, or uh, Washakie Renewable Resources, or that's what it was. Um, yeah, that uh, that was the whole uh, Kingston Clan scam that they ran. They built this huge uh, transfer station out in like Plymouth, Utah. It's out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you can still drive past it, but there's nothing going on there, and it it just looks like a big place where they would hold, you know 
big silos full of uh, diesel fuel, and there's not there's nothing in it. It's just empty. So it's uh, this was uh, an interesting uh, article for me to come across to. Uh, I'll be really interested to see what happens and if it will decimate uh, the Kingston branch much the way it did the Jeff's branch. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I'm wondering because when you this is not only the the senior leadership of the Kingston clan all of them were involved with this uh, his wives oh, yeah. his, his cousins mm-hmm. this isn't this is a billion dollars this is one of the biggest tax fraud things yeah. in the entire U.S. history and mm-hmm. um, there are going to be a lot of people going to be going to prison over this and that Kingston clan is already small to begin with and if you you know cut them off from what there was their source of income as mm-hmm. well you're depriving them of their leadership you're taking away the income. Just think about back to uh, the Brigamite branch when the federal government back in the 1890s took away mm-hmm. all of our property and put all of our, our people into prison. It could oh, have yeah. crippled us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you could be seeing the end here of uh, this particular branch. It could be, very much could be. Uh, the, the Kingston branch are kind of uh, centralized between South Salt Lake and the northern end of uh, Utah on the in box elder county kind of like the malad area um that's uh that's where these guys are kind of located is uh, up and down the wasatch front yeah okay good analysis now our next article here al uh, this was the, some the weirdest TikTok that i have ever seen in my life and there's some weird TikToks out there aren't there i absolutely but i'm enjoying this one <laughs> yeah so this was tweeted out here by priesthood dispatches who we had on the program we had pd back on the program yes, back did. uh yeah, like four months ago. So he tweeted this mm-hmm. out on his TikTok, which is one of the biggest Mormon. I think he may have one of the biggest Mormon TikTok handles of all time. It's up mm-hmm. priesthood underscore dispatches. And he put a split screen here of mm-hmm. the LDS endowment temple with Adam and Eve. And then there is a scene here Al, where they in real life are also they're they're working actors. Mm-hmm. They're in the top scene here. What are we seeing in the top scene? Can you explain to our listeners what it is that we're seeing? Okay, so you have in the top of the screen a husband and wife in the same room back to back, so they're not facing each other. He just turned around and walked away. She has, uh, it looks like they've had a fight. There's a broken picture on the floor. She's looking really sad and miserable, and he just took off. And he's looking pretty sad and miserable himself. And, and notice, what? who are these people? Who are they? Oh, they're the actors that are Adam and Eve from the Temple Endowment, the current Temple Endowment video. Yeah, so they're they're just working actors, and they're in another scene. And so the joke here is that this is the alternate ending to the Mormon Temple Endowment ceremony played by the current Adam and Eve. This is one of the weirdest juxtapositions that I have ever seen. Adam and Eve need couples counseling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, unbelievable. In a restaurant. Oh, wait, he's... Is he working in a restaurant? I'm not sure. I just, you know, it's amazing to see them working together outside of the temple Uh situation. Yeah. It's just just very surreal for me. I mean, it's just like, what am I watching? This is really weird. Yeah, this is quite the TikTok. (laughs) Unbelievable. I I don't know how he found this, but he always finds the the best uh, TikToks here. So, yeah, that's Uh very, very weird to see Adam and Eve outside the temple just walking around normally as a couple. Yeah. And then their marriage is broken, or at least that's what they're portraying, right? Because they're actors. Yeah, they're, I, guess, they're, I guess they're portraying a broken marriage. <laughs> I guess it didn't work out for him in the temple. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, you know, this is why I speculated, by the way, that the best thing that the church really needs to do with the temple endowment is do it with CGI. 
Oh, wouldn't that be? Yeah, that's a really good idea because you can do that. Just yeah, because then you can have the mouths work with the uh, foreign languages as well. Uh-huh. You don't have to do any dubbing over. You'll never have Satan get arrested, which has happened. You'll never have this weird scene here where Adam and Eve are out of the temple having a fight. You'll never have anybody who, um, oops, they're gay, and so we had to excommunicate mm-hmm. them. This should really just do the whole thing with CGI. Yeah, we just create uh, artificially intelligence created uh, people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just like Avatar. That's, that's, a re- uh, that's a really good idea. Of course it is. Thanks, Al. That's why I appreciate you. My <laughs> <laughs> next article here is from the Deseret News. This was uh, t- uh, published on April 22nd, 2021. Church membership withdrawn after Latter-day Saint Council for a famous Mormon therapist here, Natasha Helfer Parker, pictured above her stake president in Kansas, withdrew her membership because um, she was teaching, she opposed church leaders' doctrine and policies related to pornography, masturbation, LGBTQ relationships over several years. So basically, she said that uh, pornography can be used in a very healthy way. She -hmm. said that masturbation is totally normal and that LGBTQ uh, relationships are also normal. Those are against church teachings here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is one of the most... The, the, one of the most important things for me here is when you look down at the article here, first of all, she has 30 days to appeal the decision, but this is the most money quote from um, this particular article here. The most important part of this article out is I found this quote here. Can you read this quote from this article? Yes. Uh, it says, while the church has accepted same-sex marriage as a, the law of the land, it does not offer those marriages in the church. Okay. Wait a minute. The church has accepted same-sex marriage, Al? Okay, so yes, the, the church, um, with its uh, backing of that uh, legislation a few months ago, uh, came out and said, okay, well, you know, uh, same-sex marriage is okay. It's part of the law of the land. Um, but they also kind of left that caveat that, no, we we, we are still pre- uh, free to practice our religion according to our own beliefs, and our own beliefs are that uh, uh, gay marriage is not approved of the Lord, so we're not going to do non-traditional uh, binary marriages within our uh, churches. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. The church in the article says it has accepted the law of the land. Yeah, imagine that John Taylor. Do you think John Taylor accepted the law of the land in, in, with marriage? I don't think so. No. Do you think Brigham Young did? Do you think Minnesota Snow did? Oh, no, there was a law higher than the law of the land, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I just cannot believe that the church has now just said, well, we just, whatever the government says we do now, you know, uh, we, our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do now. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, this is uh, really shocking to me to see that. Well, but it's, it shouldn't be as shocking as it is. I mean, this is the way it, that the church operates. But the fact that you have a licensed uh, therapist, and so this is somebody who's gone through the study, gone through the research, gone through the, um, got the education. She understands uh, this topic far better, but because her bishop, who is, you know, the manager of the local department store, um, he, you know, does not counsel people the same way. So he's uh, going to uh, remove, he, he's going to discipline her for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So puzzling with the LGBTQ stuff in the church, it continues to be every single time, every single article just seems to be a head scratcher. Um, uh, every, every step of the way you have the church telling people, we teach you, you don't teach us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, our next article here is a uh, quorum of the 12 apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to keynote Silicon Slopes Summit in 2023. This was uh, published here on April 19, 2023 from newsroom.siliconslopes.com. So Silicon Slopes is like a, uh, I don't know, it's like a tech company. And they're having a summit here. 
And David Bednar, he is going to be the keynote speaker of this particular summit. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he his background is in business. There's no doubt about that. But people are uh, really wondering about, wow, he, you know, we had Elder Holland, you know, at mm -hmm. SEU that stirred up a lot of controversy. And now we have David Bednar being the keynote speaker of a purely secular event. What are your yeah. thoughts on this, Al? I'm thinking that a lot of people don't want uh, to mix their uh, religion with their secularism. And so I think that bothers a lot of people. I don't necessarily want to, when I go to work, I don't necessarily want to be going to church. Um, I, you know, when I go to church, I don't necessarily want to drag work with me either. But, uh, you know, we kind of like to separate those uh, two parts of our lives. And this is something where, especially if, if you're not a, a part of uh, David Bednar's church, then you're probably not going to care what he has to say. And, and you yeah, know, it doesn't, it, because whatever his credentials are, um, those are not, it's not like he's currently uh, acting as some sort of uh, businessman. He's acting uh, as a, a part of a quorum of elders that uh, govern a church. Our next article here, Al, is from uh, Tad Welch. Latter-day Saints joint brief asking Supreme Court to protect religious employees at work. It's a very interesting article here because the church is joining in. Um, asking, basically filing an amicus brief or a friend of the court brief, actually, technically a friend of the court, uh, court brief. And yeah. it's a joint letter from the Church of Jesus Christ and also major Catholic, Jewish and evangelical groups. And what, what the church really wants on this, um, it wants people to be able to be able to do one thing that it wants it to be able to have is um, it raise concerns about, um, among other things, the rights of Latter-day Saint employees to wear temple garments at work okay. or ask for reasonable work accommodations for Sabbath observance. So the church is uh, is coming in on this and saying, hey, we want people, because in some work situations, some employers are saying, well, you can't wear garments at church mm -hmm. in your job, yeah. or you can't have Sunday off. The church mm -hmm. really wants to retain the ability for its members to be able to practice their religion. So they're doing a friend of the court brief here, which I found very interesting. Any, any thoughts on this? No. So, okay, somebody has to be, if, if the store's going to be open on Sunday, somebody has to be working on Sunday. You know, I put in plenty of time. I, I actually worked at a retirement community for a while. I was a cook. And for a few years there, that involved, I would have to take my turns working on Sundays. Uh -huh. And uh, sometimes I had to work more Sundays than I was off. And I, ha I actually had a member from the church uh, reach out to me and say, well, you know, we don't see you at church all that often. And I said, no, I'm usually at work on Sundays. And uh, he said, well, I guess that's a necessary evil. And I said, well, there's nothing evil about feeding the elderly. So, no, it's not a necessary evil. It's just necessary. Uh, you know, what, what, what about hospitals? You know, all those nurses that uh, are working in the ER, all the doctors that are working in the ER. Are, are they just doing a necessary evil by saving people's lives on Sunday? Fire departments, you know, if, uh, if your house catches fire, is it a necessary evil that, that they're going to come and put it out just because it happens to happen on a Sunday? You know, th this is something that's just really tone deaf, I think. Yeah, thanks for your thoughts. A personal aspect on that is uh, much appreciated. Yeah. Now, our next article here is Wasatch County amends outdoor lighting code for the new Heber Valley Temple. So, you know, Heber Valley is known for having its uh, very, very dark skies. Well, mm -hmm. they're, uh, they broke ground. President um, Nelson himself broke the ground on the Heber Valley Temple, I don't know, about a year ago. I guess it was last November. And, uh, you know, they petitioned to the city council. Of, of I guess it was the county council. 
Anyway, yeah. they, uh, the Wasatch County, uh, the board, um, and they mm-hmm. said, you know what? We want to be able to illuminate this temple. And it has finally gone ahead. And um, the Wasatch County, the, the, the board there or whoever is in charge mm-hmm. of the lighting has said, yep, you can um, keep your temple illuminated uh, however it is that you want. Yep. yep. The, the church got its way because, you know, that's what the church does in the state of Utah is it gets whatever it wants. And when it wants to light up its temple, even though they're in a, uh, a dark skies area, um, the church is going to get to uh, illuminate the temple uh, all night, every night, regardless. So yeah. Now, I think that the light has to be turned off at some point. I think it's up until like midnight, and it's only from like 5 a.m. Okay. to midnight. I don't think mm-hmm. it is 24 hours a day. But, yeah, it's okay. until late, you know, late late at night, early in the morning. Yep, it's going to have mm-hmm. that temple illuminated. You know, yeah. and there's a couple of groups here called the Save the Wasatch uh, uh, Dark mm-hmm. Skies a group yeah. that is saying, you know, we want to preserve the rural nature of the Wasatch area, and uh, yeah. there's just this isn't in in keeping with uh, the Heber, really the Heber values. You know what I mean? Well, it's not, and you know this is it's something that I'm with them on. That with uh, the advancement of technology, and as much as we keep um, colonizing all of these remote er- rural areas, we're starting to pollute the world with light. Uh, that's man-made and artificial and uh, you know the church isn't even willing to spend a little bit more to light this thing from above no they want to put the spotlight shining up at it uh, to block out the stars and the uh, the celestial bodies that are out there that are visible to the eye when there's not a dang temple being lit up so I'm, I'm with those guys absolutely now that does out bring us to our final news article of the week and once again, Holly Jane, she's back on the news again. I just cannot believe what she is saying now. Oh, Mormon this lady. <laughs> yeah. Mormon mom, she's been banished. Um, she was banished from her congregation. She was basically shamed out of her congregation. Mm-hmm. She can't go there anymore. Um, she was banished over her OnlyFans and said, get this up. God yeah. watches her racy content and he likes it. Yeah. I'm sure that he enjoys. I, I can't say that. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, <laughs> what? Is, oh my gosh, lady! Seriously, I mean, how how uh, how messed up can a person be? Uh, I think you can only get this kind of messed up level of thinking from being in, uh, taught that way. That oh well, you know, if you if you pray, then you'll be able to know the mind and will of God. So what did she do? Sit down and say, well, Lord, did uh, do you approve of me uh, having an OnlyFans and making porn? Lord, do, do you watch me making porn? Do you like it? And, and, that, and she's feeling good about this on the inside because, hey, you know, just coincidentally, the Lord happens to approve of what she wants to do, right? I, I, I am speechless. So she says in the article, I know that God is watching over me constantly. I know he sees when I'm filming and streaming, and I think he likes it. Okay. I, I think that the Lord expects you to go by your own um, understanding sometimes, where if you know that something's wrong, stop bothering heaven and to say, well, you know, I'm going to keep pestering you, Martin Harris, uh, until I get what I want. You know, uh, the, just keep asking over and over and over again, well, is it okay for me to make porn? Is it okay for me to make porn? And, you know, and finally the Lord will give in and say, yes, it's okay. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to make of this, but all I can say is, you know, God, he's subscribing to her. Is he a subscriber? Is he a premium tier subscriber? That's what I want to know. That That's a good question. Um, that we'll have to see. <laughs> because, you know, that is one way to get your tithing back, by the way, Al. Yeah, for sure. That would be one way to get your tithing now, back. Now, <laughs> I don't think... I don't think if I started a, a page, I don't know if God would subscribe to me. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he yeah. wouldn't. He's not that into feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is, although this is seriously, this is the first time that I think I've come to grips with the idea that God, he's more sex positive than I am. Well, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a, a conundrum because this is this does paint the Lord in a very progressive uh, manner and that everything's OK. But um I don't know. I, I just figure that there's some questions that you don't even bother asking in prayer. <laughs> I would it would never occur to me to kneel down and ask the Lord if he approves of my only of me making porn on on OnlyFans. Well, wow. you know, um, you know, Rebecca, who's our um, occasional co-host here, she says uh, after yeah. she saw this article, she says, I find it hard to believe that God even has time to look at racy content online with all of his wives. Yeah, I mean. You know, you know I, I assume, by the way, that God hacked the site so he doesn't have to pay the subscription and the credit card fees and stuff. That's what I'm assuming. Well, he he, he knows everything, so obviously he knows how to hack. So, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> now, Al, um, before before we uh, uh, conclude this episode, let me just um, you know, you're you're not going to be on the uh, this uh, this podcast as much as you once were, wow. um, but can can we get you on every once in a while? Can can uh, yeah. can I get back? I look, I look forward to coming back as often as uh, I'm able to, uh, but I really like the direction that this uh, podcast is heading. I like the video. I like, uh, you know, the, the content that's being uh, put out there. So um, I, I'm pleased with uh, this podcast that we've built together and that we've uh, come this far. And I look forward to seeing what happens in the future. Okay. Now I need to ask you um, a kind of a hard question. I want you to be very, very honest about it and yeah. brutally honest. So, you know, you're not going to be on as much as, as you once were, maybe only once a month, maybe even once every other month. I'm not, not sure because um, yeah. you've got to come on over to our Patreon site, by the way, if you want to learn more about um, Al uh, and myself as well, for that matter. So it, does this have anything to do with me? In other words, ha have, have I done something wrong? And I need you to be very honest. How am I doing as a host? How am I doing as a co-host? Um, I need you to be real honest here. Um, I will be honest with you, Dives. You're a good guy, and I like the way that uh, that you're running this podcast and the uh, progression that it's got. Um, it's been a year now that we've been working together on this, and I'm very pleased with the way that it's gone. So, no, I don't think that uh, I could say that I'm uh, disappointed in you or the or that. Um, there's been a couple of things in my personal life and and my professional life. I have changed jobs uh, in the last year and. Uh, so because of some changes with that, I've found myself just getting a lot busier than I would like to be. So I need to take some steps to cut back. And unfortunately, the, this podcast is one of those areas where uh, I will have to take a big step back. I, um, you know, I don't know if I can do once a month, but uh, once a quarter, I really would love to be here. So I, I look forward to seeing our, our uh, listeners in the future. Well, then I'm going to hold you to that as once a quarter. So I really appreciate right. that out. Now, um, can you take us out? Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We want to give a shout out to Weird Alma for this episode's and every episode's uh, intro and outro music. Thanks so much for ruminating with us on the great and spacious beehive. And remember, remember, no one hallowed hand can stop this podcast from progressing.
When it comes to nicknames of the church, such as LDS Church, the Mormon Church, to remove the Lord's name from the Lord's church is a major victory for Satan. 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 Hey there, brothers and sisters. Thanks for listening to the Mormon News Roundup. And if you are enjoying this show, please consider making a donation. Patreon makes an important contribution to helping us ruminate on the great and spacious beehive here. So thanks so much to everyone for for supporting us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com.